This is Stacking the Pants with your host, Luca Perito and Coach. All right, and we are back for another epi of Stacking the Pants. This is epi number seven. Dan, let's get it right out of the way. Favorite number sevens or most important number sevens? Go. Well, as a Ranger fan, I got to go with the old Rod Gilbert, or as some people may call him, Rod Gilbert. Not know any French Canadian pronunciation of his name. One of the, I think he was actually the first Ranger jersey to be retired. Fun fact. I actually, no, now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been Eddie Jockerman. It's one of the two. He was either the first or the second, but one of the all time Ranger greats, uh, uh, Rod Gilbert. That was my old school one. New school, I couldn't really think of anyone off the top of my head, and I'm still looking up some new schools, and I can't really find. Oh, no, sorry, I got a new school one for you, Andrew Cagliano. Brent Seabrook. Brent Seabrook, another good one. You want to go real old school? Well, not real, but old school. Paul Coffey and Chris Chelios, all-time greats. Those those two are – it ends right there. Yeah, those two are legit. Um, yeah. And then, of course, seven, seven Costanza, Mickey Mantle. <laughs> seven Costanza, great name. You also got uh, Johnny Elway, Boomer Esiason. It's Boomer a great Esiason. number in football. Oh, Honestly, yep. if you think about it, hockey doesn't have a lot of – a lot of the greats generally don't wear single-digit numbers. It's not a very – I shouldn't say that, but it's it's more – single digits are really popular in football and in baseball, but not, not very much in uh, in hockey. Well, you know what? It's very specific to a defenseman usually. Yeah. And there's only six defensemen on a roster, six or seven. So there's just not as many as there are forwards. And hockey does lend itself to having more outrageous looking numbers like 77, 87, 99, 96 that are usually more popular. Or, you know, or, you know, yeah. And for whatever. goalies especially, and, like it's something – it's usually something in the 30s. You know what I mean? That's generally a goalie number. One. Yeah. Or one. Yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, got that out of the way. How's your uh, week been, buddy? Ah, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been going pretty good. <laughs> Why'd your voice get so high? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sound like Charlie uh, from. I know. Philadelphia. It's like ah, yeah, kitten mittens. You'll be <laughs> You'll smitten. Be smitten. <laughs> All right. Anyway, get that nonsense out of the way. How's your week been? How's your week been, Coy? Come on. Not bad, just uh, getting prepped for uh, my hockey season that starts on Monday. Yeah? Yeah, going through uh, jerseys, make sure I got that to hand out and some other nonsense to get out of the way. But yeah, other than that, just prepping for that. Do you, uh, now I know that your school, I'm not going to say the name of the school, but I know that your school for football, they used to have the winged helmets. Do you guys have winged helmets in hockey? We don't have the winged helmets in football anymore. I actually... (laughs) I don't. I don't know if I told you this or not. Last spring, I emailed the Michigan athletic trainer, the head athletic trainer. Yeah. At, on a whim, hoping that maybe he would email me back, and I asked them where they get their winged helmets done for hockey, mm-hmm. because they used to have it done with like it was like maize colored electrical tape. Interesting. Um, so they used to have maize colored electrical tape, and he used to like you know like shape it and carve it in. Then they, now they have it sent out. I think it costs 85 a pop per helmet, so that was quickly scratched off my wish list of things for this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would not work. 
Yeah, twenty something kids, eighty five a pop. You know, not going to fit into the budget. So I was going to say, um, I was going to say, you should make them earn their stripes like Hugh Jackman did on Hard Knocks with the Browns. Well, because um, that worked we out all, well for him. Yeah, well, <laughs> every team that does that, it just, it's always a disaster. Hugh Jackson, R.I.P. But uh, no, uh, what we might do actually is put a single stripe down the center of the helmet this year. I haven't decided on that yet. Make him earn it. No, fuck that. <laughs> just put it on. Freaking earn it. Um, all right, well, let's get back to let's get to the hockey. Um, yeah. So big story. And as and as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. <laughs> we waste more time in the beginning just with random nonsense that's why i always have to cut random crap and find uh, ways to fit it it's anyway, fine so big story came out monday they were hoping it wasn't gonna be anything too big but it's kind of significant man austin matthews injury shoulder not the same shoulder he injured last year so i guess good news on that front he's gonna be out probably about four weeks they didn't really go into any detail about what the the severity or what the actual injury was but I mean, the guy was pretty much, you know, the first month MVP, or if not, you know, right up there in the top three. So not not a good thing right now for the uh, Maple Leafs. Couldn't think of who he played for for a second. Um, not a good thing for the Maple Leafs right now. However, they're good enough where for four weeks I think they could get by. Yeah. I don't know. Your thoughts? Um, no, they are... I'm curious to see how this, uh, I mean, I think everyone is, I'm not going to, you know, make a guess on how this is going to influence the Nylander negotiations. Um, yeah, thinking the same thing, yeah. You know, I, I don't think this is going to be like, oh, Matthews is gone for a month. We need to go out and get, you know, we need to get our uh, Nylander back in the lineup. I don't, I don't necessarily think they're in dire straits like that. I know they lost to Calgary 3-1. So maybe if they lose a few in a row, they lose three or four games in a row, maybe maybe they get some pressure. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I mean, look, I, the whole Nylander thing, I, I you know, we, we, we can speculate all we want about it. I don't really know what the hell is going on in that meeting um, or in those meetings. It's, it's hard for people who aren't involved in those negotiations to, you know, prognosticate about what is what exactly is going on um i can tell you one thing he wants more money they don't want to give him more money it's that simple um well, they, they've got too many young guys that they know they're gonna have to pay yeah and the whole point of this you know rookie scale system that they put in was so that you could keep your young guys on the same team and not have to uh pay them up front big time money and then not be able to go out and get the other big free agents and build a team so that's the whole idea behind it and he just doesn't want to adhere to that, or you know, kind of deal with it. And I don't look. I'm, I'm. I don't necessarily blame players for wanting to get money or wanting to get more money because you know a pro athlete's career is it's short sometimes, and even the long ones, the grand scheme of things, it's not a very long point of your life. So I get the idea of getting more money for you and getting the most out of your services while you can do it. But that being said. Go out and play. You know what I mean? Like, don't you want to go out and play? I think he does, but, like, it's just... It's kind of annoying. It's, uh... I don't know. It's it's tough to... it's a, he's, in a, he's in a tough situation, because he's already gone this far. Does he cave now, or does he, you know... Does he stick to his yeah. demands? Yeah, he's almost kind of, like, pot committed at this point, where, like, yeah, I right, screw it. I'm already this far in. I might as well just go all in on this. Yeah, it's like, um, I wonder if he's, you know... I know he was, what, in Austria playing in a in professional league? 
I already skated a practice for the team. I don't know. What I don't know. Is. I it's mean, it's sketchy. like he might as well go to like Van Nuys and play in a men's league or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but really back to the, the initial thing was Bat Matthews. You know, it's not a great month for him to have an injury. Mm-hmm. Looking at their schedule now, you mentioned it earlier. They already lost to Calgary 3-1. to one. They got Dallas. Dallas isn't off to a real great start, but then they're at Pittsburgh. Then they get Vegas and Jersey at home who haven't been too – I mean, Vegas hasn't been that good, and New Jersey's been, you know, kind of in the middle of the pack. Then they have a four-game road trip at Boston. Then they go to the West Coast at L.A., San Jose, Anaheim. Home for Columbus, back on the road to Carolina, who's playing really well. Columbus is in the middle of the pack. And then they get Philly and Boston and San Jose at home to close out the month. So, I mean, it's not – you know, there. You know, sometimes it's a good time, it's a bad time. You know, depending on what your schedule is. Not a great. I mean, it's not a brutal, brutal schedule, but it's not like a cakewalk either this month. Yeah. No, I, you're right. Um, so you got to take that into consideration when you f- you look at uh, how it'll affect them and what how it'll affect the team and whatnot. Yeah. Um, look, they got JT for a reason. Um, yeah. And so, that's why they could probably you know kind of stay you know level right now at this point. Yeah, and not really drop too much. Yeah. All right. Uh, some more injury news, actually, and this is going to kind of lead into our, I think our lose for Hughes really kind of just segue nicely. A team that I was not expecting to be this bad, and even last week on the episode number six, I kind of talked about how I didn't think they were going to be this bad, but they are. They're like the Los Angeles Kings are for real this bad, and more bad news today. John Quick just had. Uh, meniscus surgery, and he's out indefinitely. And now, we said, what did I, I think? I think I said it, or you said it. One of us said it last week. If you know, if Quick is back and he can get back his game back, you know, then you know they, they can maybe turn some things around. And then maybe a, a, was it a week later? Yeah. You know, the opposite happens, and he's injured. So yeah. No, and you know, it makes me think about they are they're an interesting team because they weren't going for a rebuild. They need goaltending. Bad. Jack Campbell has been filling in for quick, and he is not doing good. I I really don't know what the Kings are going to do. And if you remember those King runs that they made, those that team was built off of like size and speed, and they were a bigger team. And you know, if you're a bigger player, and then you know you, you play break down quicker, and you break down quicker, exactly. Um, Look at Lucic. Exactly. And you play all those games with Boston as he did in the playoffs, and it's gr- more grueling hockey, obviously, in the playoffs than in the regular season. You know, that team is – they're old. They got older when they signed Kovalchuk. Uh, they re-signed Dowdy, which made sense, uh, and Dowdy kind of played them apparently. Did you hear that? Dowdy what? Dowdy kind of played them. Did you, did you hear, hear about what he said? No. In the offseason, apparently, like, there was a threat that he was going to sign – Christ, who the hell was he like? They threatening to sign with, or that there was rumors that he was going to sign with, and I guess he he leaked it out on purpose because he he said I had no intention of ever leaving LA. I just wanted to milk them for more money. Essentially, is what he said. Good for him. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of. But now, I mean, like they're tied up into him with more money than they probably wanted to spend on him. Yeah. And yeah, he's still like in his prime, but he's not like going to get any better. And he's going to, you know, that downward decline is going to start soon. You would think he's. You know, nearing thirty if he's not thirty already, off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know how. 30. I don't know how old he is, is exactly. I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, he's eighty nine. He's your age. 
Okay. Yeah, he's getting old. December 89, so he'll be 29 in two months. So he's basically 29 years old. So, and that's the first year, and I don't remember what his contract was, but it was a pretty long-term... Um, uh, I'll get the, I'll get the cat NHL numbers up, but I'm pretty sure it was at least a six-year ticket. Yes, yeah, so he's got a cap hit of $7 million uh, that'll take him through... Uh, that's not right. I'm looking at... Looking at the right Drew Daddy. Oh, that's a different year. Okay. Take him through 2027. Wow. It's an eight-year deal. And he's got a no-movement clause for the first four years and then a modified no-trade clause the last four years with an 11 – sorry, I said seven before. It's an $11 million cap hit with an average annual of 11 as well. So no bonuses in there. It's all tied up into that. So, wow. That's all. I mean, what's his no, cap no hit again? Bonuses. No player bonuses. Sorry. It was a signing bonus of – the total twenty million that'll be paid out over the first four years. Sorry, what was the question? What was uh, what was his cap hit? Eleven. And they got Kopitar for a ten uh, a cap hit of ten. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this and, is this well, is Kopitar. Well, hold on. This is the thing. Kopitar is born in eighty-seven, so Kopitar is thirty-one. He's got to be two years older. Yeah. So he's either thirty-one or about to turn thirty-one. Um, he's 31. It was August, uh, his birthday. So Kopitar's contract goes until 2024. Kopitar? Yeah. I, I mean, that is just a – that is two huge numbers for guys that like – I mean, Kopitar, I'm not a math guy, but he's not going to be young when that contract ends. And his best year was probably last year. They're in a tough position. Um, I know they should be getting Dustin Brown's contract off the book soon because I know they would – they even tried, I think, to get him to go to. Uh, they tried to unprotect him in the uh, expansion draft, and oh yeah, yeah. Then you know, he no one bought a bit on him. I mean, shit. Dustin Brown's contract is through twenty twenty one too. Yeah, I mean, and then you've got. I mean, he's talking about Dowdy again. This takes him to twenty twenty seven. He's twenty eight now. He, that's going to take him until he's thirty six. Yeah, which is insane. And then hold on. Quick signed a deal too. What is John no? Quicks I'm looking at Quicks right now. Quicks is actually really interesting. Quick has a seven million dollar cap hit this year, three point five million dollar in two years. So after next season, it drops from seven to three point five, and then three million the year after that, and then two point five the year after that. So his is really heavily front loaded. Well, his no, his cap hit's only five point eight. I'm looking at his salary is seven. Okay, well I don't know what his cap hit is for 2019. 5.8. It's 5.8 from now through 2023. He signed for one. This is the sixth of ten year of a ten year deal. Okay. So he still got. I mean, he still got five year counting this year. He still got five years left. You know, and he is how old is Quick? Thirty two. Quicky, quicky, quicky. He's thirty two. He's got five. He's got to take him until he's thirty seven. This is uh. You know, they're in a really bad position. The the more it's you not, really, the I mean, more you really look at it, they're. They're hurting right now, and it's, they're it's yeah. The, it's the West Coast version of the Rangers, except they won two cups doing this, and the Rangers got to one and lost to them. Yeah, only the Rangers uh, aren't in bad cap situation right now. All, the Rangers had all that money tied up in uh, McDonough and Stahl and Nash and you know everyone else. No, I would say they're not. They're. I mean, yeah, you're right. They're similar in a sense of like they had you the same. The, yeah, they had the same window of opportunity there. But I would say well, that the the main difference between the two is that the Rangers didn't sign any of those guys to longer tickets. Like, you look at the Rangers, they don't really have anyone under contract past 2021. 
You know, and that's for good reason too, because let's face it, McDonough, they knew McDonough and Drew Doughty are not in the same uh, planet. You know what I mean? Doughty is obviously when in their both both in their prime. They're actually both close to the same age. Doughty is clearly the better player, but that's a long contract. You know, these are this might be the beginning of a dark time for the Kings. Is all is all. I'm really, it's a long winded way of saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, anyway, getting back to what I was going to say, lose for Hughes. Uh, the Kings, Rangers, and Detroit, I think, are going to be the main players in, um, throughout the entire season. I think Florida will eventually climb out of the cellar, but I keep saying that, and they don't. So let's see what happens with them. Are we, are we, are we doing lose for Hughes now? Or, or? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the Kings. Right. They were the last place team. So, yeah, I mean, the Kings are running out a new uh, front uh, runner in the clubhouse. Um, and it's the Panthers and the Red Wings right behind them and the Rangers. So, yeah, I think that those are, you know, give or take, you know, uh, you know, in any particular order, those four teams could end up there. I think the Blues probably will be a little better at maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. The one surprise team that's down there in the bottom seven, I think, and then the, this takes us, segues us into the next thing that we were going to talk about. Segway. Flyers. Flyers only 10 points. They are – they're in the hunt for you lose for Hughes at this point. They're only three points out of the best probability. So that brings up the question: Is Dave Hextall on the hot seat? I don't know. You're, it's tough because they they had high expectations. They went out and signed Van Riemsdyk. Isn't didn't he get hurt? Yeah, yeah, he's been banged up, so that hasn't helped. But I mean, the team should be a little better than six from the bottom in the entire league. Yeah, it's you know we're we're past the you know the small samples. I mean, still a small sample size. You know they've played twelve games, so it's not really that big. You know they still have seventy games left to go. Math. They've also they've, yeah, um, but they've also <laughs> they've also played. Quick the, math, everyone. Quick math. I just saw it was twelve games. Twelve minus uh, eighty-two minus twelve seventy. Would have been great if you went through that entire spiel there and you were wrong the entire time. I know. It would have also been great if, like, everyone <laughs> saw my face while I was doing the math because I would look like I was having an aneurysm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, they, they've played 12 games. They've played the most of uh, any team in the NHL at this point, and they've only got 10 points. They're a point ahead of the Rangers who are finding ways to lose games, like that uh, two-goal lead they blew in uh, L.A., yeah, um, or 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 the uh, the the Rangers game against the Sharks when they tried to hand it away at the end with yeah, one point oh three seconds left. Whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I, they just haven't figured it out. I mean, and they are twenty third right now in goals per game. They are thirtieth in goals against. They are twenty second on the power play. They're thirtieth on the PK. I mean. Without looking at any what their players are doing, you can tell right there, no one's doing anything good. Yeah. From offensive, defense, in goal. I mean, the one thing that you were pretty much banking on was them to uh, be able to score, and they haven't even done that. I mean, Claude Giroux is their leader with 13 points, and then uh, Voracek with uh, 12 right behind them. But the two of them are doing that off of uh, assists. You know, Giroux's got three goals, 10 assists. Voracek, three goals, nine assists. And then the next closest point guy is Simmons with seven. So, I mean, their top guys are the top guys, but they're not getting any secondary scorings from, from what I could see. Yeah. Um, their highest plus minus is Rodko Gudis with plus four. And if Rodko Gudis is your highest plus minus guy, you got problems. I mean, it isn't just goaltending. I, I'm not a – I mean, if there's any Flyer fans out there that watch, 
Um, you can get me, get at me at on Twitter. I'm the big calzone. Come fight me. No, but like seriously, like I'm, I'm curious about. Is it just the goaltending? Because that's all anyone wants to talk about when Philadelphia, when the Flyers play bad. It's always oh, the goaltending, the goaltending, the goaltending. But is that just the issue? Because if, if that's just the issue, then call up Carter Hart right now. I mean, Ivan Provorov is a minus seven right now. Sean Couture, who had a career year last year, has four goals and no assists. He's a minus four. I mean, it, it, I think it's a, honestly, I think it's a combination of everything up and down the roster. Shane Gossespear, one goal, four assists for five points, is a minus nine. Do you he know what? I, I just, I just, I just had an idea. Hold on, and then your goaltending. I mean, Elliott's played nine games. He's three and five with a three-two-three goals against and an eighty-eight save percentage, which is bad. The backup, Cal Pickard, is the backup for a reason. He's got a 4.73 goals against and an 83 save percentage. I mean, yeah, what's, sorry, but what's your idea? They should fire Hackstall and hire Elaine Vigneault. That'll fix your defensive problems. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted the Rangers to have the worst record, not the Flyers. I mean, uh, come on. That'd be pretty funny. All right. So, yeah, I think that if Hexel can't get his guys to start performing on a better – get I me mean, with the right line combinations or whatever the case is, it's not just goaltending. It's an up-and-down-the-roster issue. I do think that he could be on the hot seat or is on the hot seat and could be out. I mean, usually Thanksgiving – Christmas is usually the time when somewhere in there or right after Christmas is when it happens. So. All right. Well, yeah. So, so, all right. So do you, would you say that Hackstall is the number one coach that is on the hot seat to get fired out of all the teams? I think you got to put in, um, what's his face down in, uh, Florida because they've had a terrible start, but they usually, um, keep guys longer than they probably should. Yeah. Cause, um, uh, I would say Florida, um, who the hell is in St. Louis right now? It's, uh, Mike Yeo. Yeah, they uh they gotta get shit going. They that's that's not a young team. That's a veteran laden team. They gotta get no, shit going. That team was supposed to make the playoffs and not even like make the playoffs and not be a wild card. So I think they've gotta be on the hot seat. The Rangers, no. Red Wings, I don't think so because the team is just not supposed to be that bad. The Kings just hired a new guy recently. Stevens I don't think is going anywhere, especially the fact that like it's it's players, I think, with with the Kings. I think it's just that he yeah, might get exactly. fired because of them, but when you don't have a goalie, what do you want the coach to do? Yeah, so those, those would be my three um, hot seat guys. It would be uh, Florida, and I can't remember his name. I don't know why. I want to call him Gerard Gallant, but I know it's not Gerard Gallant. No, it's not. I had a flashback to like 2004 or 10, whatever it was when he was there. Um, I, I want to actually just quickly, before we go to the, our top fives, because we are kind of running out of time, I just want to kind of throw some um, – I've been critical of them, they sh- how they should fucking move and everything, but the Arizona Coyotes. Hey, hey, how about that 7-1? Did we talk about that last week? Uh, no, because it happened after. It was right after, right, you're right. The 7-1 freaking uh, touchdown that they put up on the freaking uh, Lightning? Yeah, no, they, they, they absolutely steamrolled the Lightning, um, but they're on a four-game winning streak. I don't know the last time. The Coyotes don't even know the last time they were on a four-game winning streak, okay? so They are a game above 500. And it's it's November. I was just going to say, it's November 1st. The Coyotes are above 500. When was the last time they were above 500? Past October. I don't know. Someone check it out. Um, Lockout year when they won the first game in January or something. Yeah. 
Um, also, uh, the Oilers have kind of put together a nice little run here. They've bounced back nicely after their European, uh, their Euro, their their Euro trip. They've bounced back together really nicely. Um, so those are two teams that I kind of want to keep an eye on. I'm not going to give them too much credit yet because it was, just, you know, a week or so of them playing really well. But let's see how those two teams go from here. Uh, Dan, give me your top five. People still don't recognize us, but we're contenders now. Alrighty, my top five going in reverse order from number five. And I'm going to throw it actually an honorable mention. I'm not going to put them up there yet. The Vancouver Canucks. They they are tops in the Pacific right now. Okay. But they're not my five. They're honorable mention. They also have played the most games out of anyone. Correct. But they they're they're stud rookie Pedersen or Peterson, however we're Actually saying. it's it's really uh, funny funny you should say that. Uh it's pronounced Petterson. Like like the sun is S H O N is how you pronounce it in English. I just uh, I met a met a Swedish rocket the other night, and her name was Petterson. That's a bull-faced line. You and I both know it. <laughs> I met her during the day. It was an agent meeting. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the fact that they maintained things while he was out, um, and then he came right back and had two goals in that first game back. Glad he's back. They're a team to watch, I think, right now at least. Yeah. So their honorable mention, number five. We got to talk about it because I wasn't too high on them coming in. They didn't have a great year last year, but I think the long off season of rest helped the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh yeah, they went on a four game heater where they went on the road all four games, shut out Toronto, overtime win against Edmonton, nine one shit pumping of Calgary in Calgary, five nothing yeah. shit pumping of Vancouver in Vancouver, then decided to come home and lay an egg uh, the other night against the Islanders six to three. Yeah, but they've been playing. You know, they've beaten Montreal. Or actually, no, they've lost two games in Montreal. That's weird. Um, they they've surprised me. They had a real good road trip there, so I put them five. Winnipeg, Winnipeg is Winnipeg. Also, hold on, hold on. I'm so, I know you're talking about Winnipeg right now, but I'm sorry. Just looking at Pittsburgh's schedule. Uh, Pittsburgh, they had that four game winning streak, and then they lose to uh, the Islanders. They play the Islanders again tonight. I would take Pittsburgh. I don't know what the spread is, but I would take Pittsburgh playing the Islanders in New York tonight. That's not a team that I feel like is going to be easy to beat twice in a row. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Back to you. Sorry. And, and you know what? Whatever the over is, just for the Penguins goals in that game, take the over in Penguins goals. Yeah. Anyway, so Winnipeg, therefore, Winnipeg is still one of the top teams in my mind. They haven't done anything wrong, but they did just lose two to Toronto. So I dropped them a little in my standings. I think I had them uh, three last week. Uh, so there for Toronto, I move into the top five with those two wins against Pittsburgh. I mean, Winnipeg. Toronto impressed me because they won the games without scoring, you know, 18 goals in each game. They actually won games playing hockey, you know, and playing some defense as well. Doing that hockey. Yes, they, they did that hockey in Winnipeg and then came back um, and did it at home. 4-2 win and 3-2 win. And then... Tampa is my number two. I can't put them number one if you lose seven to one in in Phoenix. I'm sorry, just can't happen. But they're still obviously a great team, and then Nashville stays number one for me. Yeah, even um, though they can't win it, even though they can't win at home. But that's yeah. another story. Mine is not very different. Um, I'm gonna throw Boston in at five. You know, we look at Bo- you could look at you know it's it's not that far into the season now. You could look at what their uh, early season losses are. 
They lost to Washington first game, 7-0, whatever. Uh, Calgary, 5-2. Edmonton in overtime. Vancouver in, in overtime. Um, still get two points, at, or, yeah, two points out of those two losses. And then they got shut out by Montreal. What, I mean, those are solid teams that you're losing to. Now, granted, you have, you know, the Edmonton McDavid's. But those are all, all four of those teams, or uh, five of those teams that they lost to, are all solid teams. They had a pretty good week last week, winning three out of four. Um, so I'm gonna put them in at number five. Then we have I'm gonna have I have Pittsburgh at four. As you you kind of already talked talked about it already. Pittsburgh's not going anywhere. As much as metropolitan fans uh, of other teams would like them to, they aren't going anywhere for the immediate future. Colorado is in at number three. Colorado staying hot. They're. Look, I you know we talked about it last week. They're kind of a surprise. Uh, still, I, I'm. They're not surprising anyone anymore. But I mean, it's just it's nice to see a team that you know hasn't had the best success in the past 10, 15 years to turn it around. They slipped up against Tampa, but it was a one nothing loss. Like I'm not you know that's kind of the issue we talked about is when you know uh, Landis, God, McKinnon, and uh, Ranton and don't score. You know who else is going to score? They did hit the post like three times in that game. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Like both teams, actually. It was a crazy game. It yeah. Crazy game it, I mean, a one nothing shutout between those two teams, like Tampa and like Colorado, those are two high-scoring teams with like a ton of talent on the ice. That actually um, – that should be interesting when they play again. But, yeah, I have Colorado in at number three. And then the top two are going to be very similar. I have Tampa and then Nashville. Tampa's legit. I mean, we've we talked about them enough. Nashville's legit. We've talked about them enough. Both are uh, both are built for. Both of them are built for speed and comfort. <laughs> yeah, they can slam you through the wall or dangle you in uh, go Bardansky. Uh, yeah, so. and speaking about uh, you know this is gonna this is the we should just call this episode this segue episode. I want to get into some matchups that we're gonna be coming up up, up to you this weekend, and we're gonna start it off tonight with a great matchup early in the season, possibly a potential Stanley Cup matchup: Nashville yeah. Predators versus the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. I believe, right? Yeah, it's in Tampa. Uh, yes. And Nashville's five, I believe, five and zero on the road. I believe they are five and zero. I'm not one hundred. Yes, because they've all they've lost two or three games, and all three losses have been at home. They're yeah. undefeated on the road. So that's going to be a hell of a game. Um, Based on analytics, Tampa is favored to win by fifty one percent. So it's fifty one forty nine split on that. I mean, that's a, it's almost that's a fucking push. That's that, that's going to be a great game. Getting back to what I what I want out of this podcast, I want people to watch hockey. That is, if you can't get a better game than that, uh, if you can watch that, it's going to be on ESPN Plus and uh, a few other games this weekend that Are they I just kind of what? Are they a sponsor for us yet? Uh, no, but I have a sponsor coming up for you in a second. We have uh, a few other games that are really fun to watch out for this weekend. On Saturday, we got Boston-Nashville. Another Nashville has a tough stretch right here in their schedule, so let's see how Nashville does in the next two games. Tampa-Montreal. Tampa, I can't even read my own fucking handwriting. Uh, Tampa-Montreal and then Chicago-Calgary. All three of those games should be really fun to watch. Young talent all up and down the ice in those games. Take a look, see what you like, and uh, maybe throw some, some money on it, some puck bucks. Puck bucks. Uh, we got to do something with that. We got to figure out what we're going to do with that. Ka-ching! Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, how much time we got? Like five minutes? About 45 seconds. Okay. So <laughs> we're gonna, I, I, can, I can cut out some stuff and, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Something. We just got to go fast. All right. It is time for Muppet of the Week. 
I just got a lot of problem with you people out there, okay? And it's going to be really quick. The people who go to a gym, a public gym, and it's not public because you got to pay for it, so it's a private gym, whatever. But if you shave in the locker room, what is the matter with you? You're disgusting. You're disgusting. No, you're, you're a vile, you're a vile human being. You don't deserve to be outside in public. You deserve to be in a cage like a fucking dog, okay? You're disgusting. Are you talking about like shave their face or shave like... No, their face. Not their balls. Their, their fucking face. It's disgusting. And the hair gets all over. Like it's, it's, it's disgusting enough when I shave my own hair at home, okay? I don't need to go to a gym where I'm working out and see your freaking stubble all over the goddamn counter. You fucking muppet. Jesus Christ. It's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> uh, you good? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. What, what the hell okay. else is next? I blacked out. I don't know. Um, all right, and I got my number one star of the week. What do you got? So, so I, I'm going with, I don't know who it is, and if it's Gary Bettman, then I will give him credit, even though I'm not the biggest fan of his. But whoever in the NHL offices decided to get away from the NHL rivalry night on Wednesday nights and make it just hockey night, yeah, Wednesday hockey night, and then also put Canadian teams, two Canadian teams in the same game on in the United States TV market. Bravo. Yeah. It was a genius move. You know, we don't always get, you know, now, I mean, you and I have the package. So we get to watch whatever the hell we want. But uh, a lot of people in the U.S. don't exactly get to always watch, you know, McDavid or Matthews or all these other uh, studs up in Canada or out, outside of their markets. So uh, to put, you know, those matchups on. You know, it was last Wednesday night was awesome. It was Winnipeg, Toronto, and then in the doubleheader, the second game of the doubleheader was that Tampa, Colorado game we were talking about. And they were just, just two phenomenal games to watch back to back. Also, so, if you want to skip ahead to next week, it's Pittsburgh at Washington, Nashville at Colorado, Calgary at Anaheim. All three awesome matchups. Yeah, and I was playing a lot better than I thought they would. I mean, they got like, like $80 million on the IR right now, so. Yeah, maybe that's the good thing, though. I mean, but they're, they are, I mean, they got off to a hot start, but they're also fifth in the Pacific right now, actually. They're, they've slowed down. Yeah, it was bound to happen. Yeah. All right. Anything else out there we need to uh, discuss or? No, that is it. Um, everyone have a good weekend. Have a good week. Um, stay golden, Pony Boy. Watch some hockey. All right. Quick shout out to Mr. November. It was on this day in 2001, Mr. November, Derek Jeter, hit the first walk-off home run in November in the World Series. Goddamn right. Fucking Derek Jeter, baby. <laughs>